Welcome to Camera Tech Podcast, episode 114, the podcast where we talk about photography, videography, and anything that's got anything to do with any of that with me, Kirsten Nuts, and Nick Kirby. And today we are, well, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's that's like, the biggest bat I've ever seen. That's like pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. <laughs> well, obviously not in our usual set. Uh, we are, in fact, uh, somewhere in Eton. We are. We are. Because it's the hottest day of the year on record. Oh, my God. Well, n- not only the hottest day of the year, it's the hottest day ever in the UK. Oh, yes, of course, ever. Yeah, absolutely. The hottest absolutely. day ever. It was, uh, was it 40 something degrees or something? 40.8, I think they recorded yeah. at Heathrow. Give some, something like that. Anyway. When we oh, set up, I mean, this hot. is like, we are now, it's nearly 9 p.m. And uh, it was still 30 something degrees when I checked last. So. I'll tell you right now, it's, uh, well, no, it's 27 now. 27, okay, so it's cooling down. Anyway. For, well, that's only because it's been raining for <laughs> the last hour. So this is the first, the first rain. Of course, I mean, this is, a, this is our luck. You know, the one time we go outside, it starts raining, and it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't rained in. <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't rained in no, three no. weeks, four Crazy. weeks, something like that. Anyway, but here we are, um, <clears throat> somewhere in Eton, and uh, because it's been such a great summer so far, we thought we'd celebrate. Oh, we're going it. with pims, haven't we? With a glass of pims, cheers, yeah. man. Orange Ooh. and uh, that strawberry. British summer. There's, there's nothing better than you know, a pint of pims in a. Uh, Beaver Town Glass. <laughs> Beaver Town Glass. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, so it has been hot, man. You've been keeping been, cool? Um, I've been trying to. I've been trying to. I've been mitigating the heat. Why? Uh, we've done loads of different things. Um, you know, we we literally barricaded ourselves in. We did things like, you know, we froze bottles of water and stuff like that, you know, um, which actually did work really well, especially at nighttime. Um, we, oh, uh, how does that work? So basically, you know, we, we had lots of two liter bottles of, of water that we froze. And then what you can do is you can take that and either you know, put it in front of a fan. So it basically cools down the air, you know, so you, you create your own little, yeah. your own little air conditioning. Yeah. Um, or you can just literally you know, put it, you know, under, you know, under your sheet or something like that. And you put it in the bed. So it just um, cools the whole thing down. I put it on my little table next to my bed and it was actually really quite, it was quite nice. nice. Yeah, it worked. It worked really well. So lots of different things. Um, you know, we kept uh, kept all the windows shut, kept the shutters down. Um, you know, kept the blinds down during the day and stuff like that, just to keep the sun out. Because in my house, all of the main windows are south facing, so we get the sun full blast for most of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, um, it's been a battle. It was me against the sun, essentially. Did you win? I did. Downstairs, I did. Upstairs, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> me against the sun reminds me of Superman two, Superman three. Phil de Milton Keynes. Yeah, which which one was it? Was the I think it was the weird guy with the sun outfit. I I want to say it was two, but I, I can't. I just I'm not sure. I don't know. I would say if it was you know, Superman. let us know, please, please, people. Christopher Reeves. Ah, I know. Main, yeah, it was with Phil de Milton Keynes. That's right. Yeah. Bus station? No, not bus station. Um, uh, no, train, train station. station. Yeah, main station. Mm. And uh, and then uh, they also, they used some of the neighborhoods because apparently they look very American, so they say. Um, they also used a school, a high school, to shoot the the office scenes in the Daily Planet were shot in a high school in Milton okay. Keynes. So, 
Yeah. Oh, and then uh, there were some scenes. Uh, uh, filmed at a place called the Winter Gardens, which was where Lex Luthor had his little, like, setup of evil things. His setup of evil. That's Heard it. Heard it here first. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. They, you know, Lynn Keynes, you know, location of many. I would say location of many movies, but but in fact, where I live now in Rickmansworth and the surrounding area. Even more, right? I mean, really, like, I mean, <clears throat> everything between your, your place and my place yeah. has been... Uh, it has, you know, yeah. turn, it's been filmed so many times. We're so very fortunate to be in an area where we've got Pinewood Studios, Bray Studios, Elstree. Elstree, yeah. Um, Warner Brothers. One, yeah. Apple. Uh, now. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah Netflix yeah. also a building. Yeah. 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 Um, because it's just, I mean, the reason it's here is because there's, it's quite a cool location because you're very, very close to hitting London, yeah. and which means you're also very, very close to hitting transportation. But you're also out in the sticks. So it's a, sticks is a big word. So Pinewood, Pinewood is... You've got it all here. Yeah, Pinewood is a really cool place because um, opposite of the main gate of Pinewood is a place called Black Park, which is That's a right. huge, huge park. Um, with, you know, uh, lots of different types of trees and very old trees and, you know, some sequoias and all sorts of different trees. Mm. And um, and you, you'll find that uh, lots and lots of movies, you know, from, I mean, everything from, from the f movies from the 50s to like Harry Potter been filmed, you know, the forest scenes at least have been filmed at Black Park. Mm. And it's Absolutely easy because, right. I mean, if you think about it, you know, all they have to do is roll out of the main gate and there they are. They've got a perfect, yeah. you know, perfect location yeah. for any kind of forest sort of scenes. So, you know, I mean, it does make sense. To the point where I know Pinewood Studios own a fair chunk of Black Park. Oh, do they? Okay. Uh, as I understand it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised it is. I mean, there's, I was about to say nary a day. Right. That's right. That's very old English. There's nary a day you can go past Black Park and just see over fences here and there. Right. Where, oh, there's blue screen. Well, if there's a tour, you can it's, do it's, it's always blue screen. And why is yeah. that? Guess what? <laughs> Everything else around is green. <laughs> but it's, um, there, uh, there's a tour you can do in Black Park where they basically take you around different places and, you know, be like, yeah, well, this right, is where yeah. they filmed like Harry Potter and this, and this is where they filmed, I don't know, some scene from. I've, I've never done that, but I, I know many, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've been on that, haven't you? I haven't been on it, but I've seen the, uh, the, the brass plaques. Mm. Yeah. I know, in which case I know a couple other people. I, I thought one of them was you, yeah. but, um, who have been on that. This is, yeah, it's great. Have you ever been on the um, Harry Potter experience at Warner uh, Brothers Studio? So that's um, I actually want to do that mainly because my kids like you know, love Harry Potter. So um, I'm like, I, yes, take it or leave it type of thing for me. But but I'd go to the to do the tour. You know what I mean? It'd be a fun thing to do. Yeah, it's not something I've ever done. In fact, I'm not sure I know anyone who's been on that myself. I, I'd like to see oh, the sets. No, I, I think my. Um, my my friends and my my godson have been on it right. actually. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, by the way, I'm a new uncle. I'm an uncle, Uncle K. Uncle, that doesn't sound right. I I wanted to be known as Uncle Fester. <laughs> that sounds more right, <laughs> clearly. But no, I'm an uncle. So yeah, you know, Reese Daniel Goodwin is my nephew, my okay. newly born nephew. So there you go. Yeah, all right, Uncle Fester. Heard of you first. I stick in. <laughs> That's it. I stick in. Festa. 
I mean, you know, I mean, I think if you're if you're an uncle, you can choose your name. You should be able to pick your name. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll go with that. Yeah. So you know, why not Uncle Fester? I mean, it could be anything. Go with it. Insist on it rather than Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Yeah. You know. All right. <laughs> the man from Uncle. The man from Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we're um, we're obviously out and about, and we do have an LED. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a little photo of our setup right now, so you can see. And I'll put this in afterwards. Yeah, take, take I'm going to take it while we're on film. Take a shot look of the sky over there. Holy shit! Look at that sky. That is quite something, isn't it? So I'm going to take that, so you can see what we're seeing right now. Right now. And I'm going to talk over it. <laughs> can I do it in an Attenborough voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Can I like turn around and I'll just pick the bugs and shit out of your hair? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so we're ob obviously we're outside, and um, from that photo, and I see we've got the we've got a camera, we've got a, uh, a ninja just so we can see a little bit larger uh, rather than the C70 screen, and a uh, just a bog standard newer. LED just shining on us, give, shining on us gives a little bit of something. Well, now, which the great. light is, however, changing rapidly. We should also mention that we've actually been here for about an hour and a half, and uh, you know, oh, true, because the yeah. minute we rocked up, it was it just started pouring down. Yes, it did. You know, after three weeks, four weeks of no rain, or mm -hmm. something like that, you know. So yeah, it poured down. Anyhow, but it doesn't really matter because when it's like thirty-five degrees out, who cares? True. Right. Which which is why you saw in that photo. Um, the little plastic bag over the camera, because frankly, it's the only thing here that's really important. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, so but the light's changing, and we'll try and compensate for that, but I don't know that's gonna be possible. We'll do what we can do. Well, that's it. You know, it's looking good. I think, as long as you can see, if, if you are watching on YouTube. I'm gonna do what I normally do. Yeah. Which is, at the point I start seeing it change, which is, right now, it's gonna be pretty much in the last few minutes. Yeah. I'm going to do a steady ramp of um, gain or highlights from this point all the way to the end of the video. <laughs> Once I've set where the end of the video looks right. right. And then that steady ramp should and generally does feel about right. And it's just starting to rain again. Beautiful. But that's uh, just a little trick. It may not be perfect, but it will be there or thereabouts. Because if you think about it, what you know, you have to obviously there's things like cloud that get in the way and go forward and back. But generally, if you're shooting late at night, not late at night, but you you know sunset mm. that kind of period of time, it's constant, right? It's not going to just suddenly you just go light dark, but it's constant. Yeah. Notwithstanding clouds and things like that. So if you adjust your exposure at the point you start. And then you look, okay, my exposure is going to be this at the end. You just keyframe whatever you need to change so that your exposure adjusts gradually throughout your shot. There you go. Pretty clever That's idea. That. There you go. <laughs> so what's been happening this week then? For me? Yeah. Actually, very little from an, um, a video photo perspective. Okay. Um, this week, I've been teaching a lot more about teaching audio. All oh, right, okay. No, no, that's not accurate. 
teaching music rather right. than audio. Um, it's just something I do once a year with a friend of mine uh, for a week. Okay. We teach uh, kids, you know, how to write a song. Right. And we help them write a song. We <laughs> help them understand what to do, um, different approaches that you can take with that. And then we help, you know, we start, we record it during that week as well. And actually this year, um, we're going to support them with just an iPad or an iPhone or mm. something. We're going to, you know, help them storyboard a video for it. Oh, great. Okay. You know, um, and so uh, this is Tuesday of a five day week. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> excuse me, early days, early yeah. days, but going great, going great. Good bunch of kids. This is also in a week where, you know, quite a few schools have shut early because of the, the you know, the temperatures. Not us. Not you. No. Hammering through. We're very fortunate in the fact that the room we're generally teaching in is fairly cool in comparison. Right. right. And then half the day we're, we're spending up in, uh, they've got like a max suite mm -hmm. where, you, you know, you can sequence um, and record and things like that, which is fully... Fully air conditioned. Well, that's the way to go. I mean, it, it, you know. So screw you with your fan at home. I've got aircon. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> a frozen bottle of water in front of a fan. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty brutal. You know, I think for yeah. a lot of schools. You know, my my wife's school um, closed early today because well, here's the thing, right? So they they shut early for all the kids, but the teachers had to stay at school. And actually carry on working till the end of the school day. I couldn't just go home and work from home? No. What? I know. Ridiculous. What difference does it make? Zero. Anyway. I, I don't know what school that is. I don't. You're not going to name the school? No. But, you know. but whichever school that <laughs> is, and for all those schools out there who are doing the same as this school, what the f... If you are listening to this podcast school, then uh, you know. I'm embarrassed for you to have that kind of mentality. Not cool. Anyhow. Um, no, 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 no. We're not done with that. No, <laughs> no we are. We're clearly done with that. I tell you what I've been doing today, though. Is, I mean, literally in 40 degrees, I've actually I've been shooting um, a little video uh, that, I, that we promised uh, in, in last week's yeah. episode. So, uh, you know, if you want to see me sweat real hard. You know, uh, watch out for that. That's going to. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> so that's going to be. We're going to put that out in the next week or two. Um, but uh, uh, just in case there aren't people watching, to the, in case people are watching today who didn't watch last week. Oh, okay. What what video was that? So I uh, I recently bought a an Apple Box. Um, and the thing, Apple Boxes are super useful. Um, they're like multifunctional tools, basically. Uh, you can use them for lots of different things. You can use them as steps, or you can use them to build sets, or you know, to build platforms, or you can put stuff on them, or whatever. Um, or you can use them as props, um, because they look really cool in a photograph. Yeah. But when you first buy them, they're super shiny and super new, and, and they don't really look that great. They're really quite bright and you know, just so you're going to have to somehow relic them. You know, you got to make them look like they've been around for decades and decades and decades. So I basically went to town on this thing, and um, and I made this thing look like it's basically you know 60 years old. Um, but uh, because today was the only the only time I had to shoot some of the sequences, I just had to go out in 40 degrees heat and 
and do it. So, you know, wait for that to come. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> the outtakes, the outtakes are great. But um, I imagine there's a lot of swearing. No, you know what? Um, so, the, so here's the thing. Um, whilst there's been a lot of swearing going on in my house, uh, mainly, you. <laughs> mainly to do with the heat. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it's one of these things. I mean, you got to remember, like I grew up in the south of Germany where summers regularly hit 35, 36, 38 degrees, something like that. It's not like, you know, I mean, it's hot. I, you know, don't get me wrong. It is really hot. But it's not that unusual. And and so, you know, you just have to, I think if you grow up in a climate like that, you just automatically know what to do or how to mitigate that, you know, or, or what not to do actually is probably the, the, mm -hmm. the more important thing. So, you know, um, so it's not, you know, I mean, yeah, it's hot. Uh, yes, it's uncomfortable and all the rest of it. But, you know, it's, it's not... Um, it's a really a new thing for me. So, um, so, you know, I didn't really have a problem with, with going out and shooting these, these sequences because you just, you know, one of the things I think, you know, one of the things you, you learn if you live in a climate where that's, you know, not necessarily commonplace in South of Germany, but it does happen, you know, every year, every other year or something like that. You just kind of, you just get on with what you need to get on with, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, we call it summer. So when, when, basically, when you're in the south of Germany and, you know, versus what we've experienced the last couple of days, and I stress, it's only a couple of days, people, just... Yes, two days. I mean, two days. Two, two days, days of heat. Yeah. I, I, but I have to admit that today felt weird. It didn't feel normal to me. And I've been in similar heat abroad previously. Mm -hmm. And... It was just as hot, but it didn't have that. It, it almost felt like a vacuum of heat was hitting you. I don't really know how to describe oh, it. Okay. It's just just that air was heat because the sun, uh, it, sorry, that air was hot, but that sun just didn't, wasn't doing what it should be doing. And yet I can deal with 35, 40 degree heat. If the sun's just pounding down on you, yeah. But that's not what I felt like happened today. For us, hitting 40 degrees or whatever it was in most places was not that the sun was just pounding down. It was that the air was just almost claustrophobic. Yeah, well, Do you know what I mean? I, I'm finding yeah. it very difficult to describe what I mean, but well, I think, it felt I mean, a bit different. I mean, there's, there's a number of things I think at play there. You know, you've got humidity levels as one thing, and yeah. you've got yeah. actual heat. And so, you know, a dry heat feels very different from, like, humid heat. Um, you know, I spent time uh, in, in New Orleans, for example, yeah. where it's very humid. And that's totally different from, like, experiencing dry heat. I mean, yeah. literally, I remember, um, I remember one time, I remember landing um, at New Orleans airport, and I remember getting into the elevator, and you know to get to the the parking deck, and when the elevator doors opened, I remember just being. It felt like you were hit in the face. Yeah. With a you know, sledgehammer. Do you know what yeah. it felt like today? Is whenever you went outside, and the entire time you're outside, it felt like that moment you get off an airplane. Yeah. Right. And that's not when you get off an airplane. It's not just the heat you're getting from the sun or the country that you're in. You're getting. All of that horribleness from 
the plane that's still knocking around. Yeah. And it's a bit different. It's only when you get away from the plane that I feel slightly more normal. It's like, ah, right, yeah. it's just sun. Now we're just getting sun heat. Yeah, so I, I went on a 10-mile... Maybe not everyone feels that. Yeah, so I, I, went, I went on a 10-mile uh, bike ride today, okay, in the heat. and Because our Kirsten, he's, he's smart. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good idea. <laughs> but, um, well, actually, you know, I had to. Um, but... But I thought when I, when I left the house, I thought like, ah, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, I'm going to be cycling. You didn't and, have to. And well, I had to pick up my car. So you had a five pound cab ride. But I could have done it, but you know, <laughs> that's not me. I was just getting on the bike. Anyway, so, um, but it was literally felt like somebody's holding a hairdryer in yeah, your face. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not cooling down at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just heating up. <laughs> this, this isn't working. <laughs> so yeah, it was, I mean, it was very hot. It was very cold. Very well, cold, very hot. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, you know, we're past that now. It's, uh, it's a really pleasant 30 degrees or whatever, 27 degrees. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Right? And it's going to drop 10 degrees by tomorrow, as far as I understand. I'm surprised you didn't get the paddling pool out. I don't have one. No. I don't. It's 27 now and it's going it, to... You know what? Right now is as hot as it's going to get tomorrow. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, anything, you know, I'm totally comfortable with anything like up to 34 or mm -hmm. something like that. I'm you know, perfectly fine with exactly. But what it has done has... Um, Enabled us to come outside because my flat is just unbearable. <laughs> Your apartment um, is but it's on. meant it's given us an opportunity to try out these mics. Oh yeah. Um, which are the Rode Wireless, Wireless Go To. That's it. I knew I could remember it. That's it. Okay. With their standard laughs that go with it. Yeah. Right. So this episode, I should just say that as a disclaimer, is not in any way sponsored by, by Rode, and you might wonder why. So do we, actually. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we, we're this is the first time we're actually using these uh, lavalier mics. So a lavalier mic is basically a mic that you can clip, like a clip-on mic, basically. Yeah. You know. Um, and the the wireless go-to system, I don't know if you can hear that, that's a plane. We're clearly close to Heathrow. They won't be able to hear it. I assure you, yeah, I would go. There we go. Anyway, so just waiting for that plane. Uh, I promise you, it's gone. Yeah. I promise you, they won't realise that that's there because <laughs> I would have got rid of it. Eaton, by the way, Eaton is one of those places. It's so close to Heathrow Airport that the planes are literally. I mean, you can see the windows. You can touch them. You can. Oh, you, it feels like you can almost touch them. So that's how close we were to to the the flight path. Um, and he's, but anyway, so uh, the Rode Wireless Go To system is a really cool little system. It's, it basically it really solves all of your problems as a as a run and gun filmmaker. It does. It really does. And for those of you who may not be aware, so you get two of these, if you can see that, and you get the receiver, which is connected to the, uh, the the camera right now. And it's it gives you the option to either just use one and you know, send that down effectively a stereo signal, yeah. or you can use two and send it down a mono signal, which is what you want anyway, because let's face it, it's one microphone. It's what mono is. 
and separate it left and right into your camera so that you can edit it later, which is absolutely perfect. Mm. I mean, spot on. The idea behind these is fantastic. But the additional thing that you can do with these is um, you can either have a lab mic, which is what we're using right now, which I'm going to come back to in a second, mm. or you can unplug that and not have those because you, you buy them without generally. Is that, sure. is that correct? And you can connect the little square um, transmitter to, you know, you can either hold it and you can talk into it because there's a mic inbuilt, or you can attach it to your shirt like you would a, a lav mic, um, which I have actually used the first version of these wireless go ones right. um, to do a, a quick little iPhone video for someone previously. And I have to say that it sounded fantastic. It actually sounded really, really good. And I'm very fussy with my audio. I think you see that a lot um, on, you know, on YouTube or on TikTok or something. You see a lot of kind of content producers using these, these um, you know, Rode yeah. Wireless Go 2s um, just for itself. But, but it kind of, it looks a little bit weird. I always find it looks a little bit too, um, you know, too big and too chunky. These these do. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of those. No. If it's something very, very quick, you just need to right, because it will sound a lot, lot better. Sure. I was very impressed with what I heard from the Wireless Go 1. Yeah. Um, now, the now these are tiny, which is great. And if any of you out there use the previous Rode or like wireless system, the um, uh, Filmmaker series, yeah. I, I believe it was called. Yeah, the Filmmaker kit. I, I mean, it's quite, it's massive. In comparison to those, and yeah, I have huge. that, and it's, it's, as a system, it's great. Um, but obviously, you had no inbuilt mics, things like that. Um, now this, now what has worried me about this is that the is the, are the lab mics. If I'm honest with you, okay, not the inbuilt speaker because I've heard those, and for an inbuilt speaker, superb, superb. But the lav mics, I have not heard these ones that come with, that you can put, sorry, they don't necessarily come with, but you can buy with, yeah. right, as what a package. Do you, what do you mean it's the inbuilt mic? The inbuilt, inbuilt mic seems fine, yeah. but these I'm worried about. So the thing is, one of the advantages with that is, is that you can you can use the inbuilt mic, but then of course you've got this, you know, this, this square thing, yeah. you know, in shot. But you can also plug in any other mic, you know, you, you'd like to use. Um, you know, in which this case, we've got some <laughs> some uh, some lavalier mics, which which are the road own ones, right? Yes, the ones that we now, use. Now, historically, uh, well, well, you know what? After this edit, we're going to know for sure. Um, their previous because these look newer than the one I've got. I have yeah. a road lab mic, which came with the filmmaker kit, mm -hmm. and in short, it was horrible. It sounded bad. It didn't look great, although it doesn't look hugely different from 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 that. Hmm. Um, it, but it, at the end of the day, you want it to sound good. It did not sound good compared to other lav mics that are out there. Many other lav mics. Now these, I have heard a little bit of these yeah. from some stuff that you've done, and I'm incredibly encouraged. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm saying. Which is why I've I've conceded and said, you know what. We can use them. We'll use them today. I mean, the thing is, like, I, you know, I did shoot some stuff with this um, throughout the day today and yesterday, actually. And, you know, when I when I did listen to the audio, 
um, you know, I thought it sounded really good, but then I'm not as, you know, discerning when it comes I, to that. I, I think what I'm going to do is, um, in a second, and we'll, we'll, I, I don't know, we're going to say a couple of things, right? I don't know what we're going to say, but we'll do it and I'll remove any post-processing from this. Right. Because I think that's important to, okay. to hear that. Um, and then we'll say the same thing again with post-processing in place. And then we'll do the same little test and we'll take the lab mics out. All oh, right, okay. And we'll do it with a little speaker, just, you know, somewhere about here. Sure. Just so we can see what's going on. So let's come up with a sentence. What's okay. that sentence going to be? It's going to be, Camera Shake Podcast is quite frankly the best podcast on the planet. That sounds good to me. Yeah. That's right. Okay. okay right. So let's do it with labs on, first of all. And we'll say it twice. All right. Just... So the video's got continuity. Ready? Alright. You know, you, you, you just say it and okay. I'll say it the second time. Camerashake Podcast is quite frankly the best podcast in the world. Camerashake Podcast is quite frankly the best podcast in the world. Let's take these out. I, I really hope that these still <laughs> still ascending audio. <laughs> Now the gain might be different. I will adjust for that in post, but I'm trying to look at it to see if it is a massive difference. So somewhere about there? Ready? No, you know what? No, roughly where your, your, your mic was. All right, cool. Let's be consistent. Right. Ready? After you. Camera Shake Podcast is quite frankly the best podcast in the world. Camera Shake Podcast is quite frankly the best podcast in the world. And we've replugged. <laughs> so let's, let's hope that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will see. Otherwise, it's getting cut. <laughs> um, we have no idea how any of that sounds, um, but I'm really hoping that we've got some good results there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it, in general, it's a really cool system. It's small. The, you, you the can idea, connect. I love the idea of it. Everything yeah. is great. Because the thing with the filmmaker kit was that you could only ever attach, you could connect one mic to it, which was great if you were filming somebody, you know, somebody, um, you know, um, I did, uh, I did, I did a, a thing with an estate agent, for example, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, if you're filming one person who's talking to camera, mm. awesome, fantastic. But very often you actually have multiple people, you know, in the shot. Like in this case, for instance, you know, we've got, there's two people talking. And um, the wireless go to system is beautiful for that because of course you can use it with just one speaker and in fact Rode actually offer um, a slightly discounted version for just you know the the transmitter uh, for one transmitter and one receiver but if you buy the full kit to be honest I think in the UK it's about 50 pounds more or something like just, that it's just do it totally worth getting the two transmitters just and then, do it and then you can connect two mics you can have two speakers um, and it, it makes a massive difference here's a question for you from practical so the what really frustrated me about the um filmmaker kit and i've still got it and i still use it all the time is the you know while the batteries double a batteries um forgive me for those in the us or elsewhere whether you call those something else um but in the uk we call those double a batteries um that he let's call them regular size batteries where triple A's would be the slightly smaller ones, thinner ones. I think it's still called the same thing. Are they called the same thing there? I think okay, so. Great. Yeah. 
that annoyed me. That you need to see it. What 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 do these take? So these ones don't take any batteries. <laughs> you basically recharge them. You charge them up. So okay. this this is an advantage and a disadvantage at the same time. So you charge them up. Um, they will give you about seven hours of of straight up recording, which is great. Okay. You know, but if you need more than that, you're going to have to have more transmitters and receivers, or you're going to have to recharge them at some point. So you could run into trouble if you're like you know if you're running a super long um, production. But the reality is. I mean, seven hours of recording time, that's, that's big, right? way more I've, than... I've, a, I've never done that. Yeah, I mean, that's way more than just a, like a full day of production, you know. But that's another reason, you know, to get a uh, the double pack, right? Is that if you're only going to use... If you think yeah. you're only going to be on a shoot with one person most of the time, great. Yeah. Fine. Don't just get the single, get the double, because then you've got that back up. But the beautiful thing about this... I think of 14 hours. Yeah, I mean, the thing about these is, you know, you can use any other, any old power brick to power these back up. Uh, what, well, a USB-C? Yeah, it's a USB-C connection. Yeah. You know, you can just charge them up. Um, it should be... It, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and so far, I haven't run into any problems with those. You know, uh, it, uh, Honestly, I'm, I'm a little annoy annoyed that you bought them before me. I just got really super. But you got deal. such a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, because these have been in my shopping cart, so to speak, for months now. And now I get to actually try them out properly first before yeah. buying them. Thank but, you very much. But you know what's really cool about that? I mean, there's lots of little ideas. Um, I mean, as, as everything, you know, it comes with pros and cons, I think. You know, one of the really cool things is, is that they come with a little clip. And this clip also um, acts as a hot shoe mount. So. You yeah. don't have to have anything else or any other little accessory to basically mount this to your camera. It's just this clip just slides right into your into your hot shoe. It's such a simple thing. I don't know why other people haven't come up with this before. So this is, it's a really cool thing. Now, I'll tell you what one of the dis disadvantages is for this. Um, these are actually really super versatile. You can change settings and all those different things, but a lot of it can only be done in the software. So you're going to have to yeah. download the road. Um, what's it called? Road, uh, I don't know, it's on the phone. Connect, Road yeah, Connect, the, yeah, the Road Connect software, um, either onto your phone or um, onto your computer, and then you know, connect these, and then you can change a lot of stuff. Sorry, I, I apologize. Road Central, oh, Road Central, that's what it is. So, yeah, download Road Central, and then you connect these, and then you've got a lot more versatility. Now, tell you what's really cool about these. And remember, this episode is in no way sponsored by Rode. The only reason we're talking about these is, is because we actually really like them. Um, but Rode have come up with something, something really clever here. You basically have a receiver that can record two tracks. Oh, a stereo right. track, yeah, I forgot right? about that. Yeah. And what you can do is you can either have two transmitters, two microphones transmitting to the receiver, and you record them you know, on one track each. Perfect. Or you could just use you can just use one mic or one transmitter and just record that as one single stereo signal. Also, no problem. But here's another thing you can do: you can basically record if you're just using one mic. You can record something called a safety track, and what that does is it records your normal audio track, but then on the other channel it records another track, which is the same thing but 20 decibels lower, which essentially means if for whatever reason. On your original audio track, if something starts to distort because, you know, because the game gets blown, basically, you know, um, somebody claps or coughs or whatever, and that distorts, you still have that safety track um, 
on on the device as well. So you can also go back, you can always go back and then save your recording that way. And that's a really clever thing. It, it, it's normal, it's fairly normal, um, but at the very least, it's very good practice to have a safety track. And this, this does yeah. enable it to do it very, very simply. Um, you know, for those of you who may not use a safety track, and let's be honest, most of the time it's not required. I've actually never used yeah. one. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's really not required most of the time. But trust me, those instances where you haven't done it and you need it, God, you're fuming with yourself. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and Kay's example of, um, you know, big clap or, you know, someone, a load of cheering that happens or someone playing a guitar all of a sudden or something like or that. Or touching the mic or something. Or, oh, yeah. Like I just did. You know, so what, would, what you would do is that, you know, you'd sync all of that up, you'd use your regular track, and then when you've got that bit, God, God, that just is not working, that's distorting, that sounds bad, you chop that little bit and you drop in the safety track. Absolutely. And that's that. So lots of little so things, easy. lots of little settings that you can, uh, you can adjust, you know, um, you, can, you can also tell the device to, um, to record every time it connects to the, to the receiver, for example, or you can just simply tell to record all the time. Because here's the cool thing, not only does it transmit the signal to the camera or, you know, to the receiver and, uh, you know, it gets recorded on the camera, but it also records <coughs> the audio signal on the actual device itself. And again, that just gives you another backup that, you know, could be very useful. Uh, you know, one situation would be, you know, for example, let's say if the signal got, you know, got disrupted for some whatever reason, and uh, maybe there's a wall in the, in, in the way, or maybe the distance gets too far, or whatever happens, then you still have that safety recording, the full recording on the device that you can then sync with the original video mm. track. So you're never really going to lose any of the audio. And that in itself is an awesome bit of safety net right there. You know, <laughs> excuse me. You know, I, um, if you recall when we were at the photography show last year, mm -hmm. that I, Zoom had a similar product. Correct. Yes. Now, I remember uh, yeah, I use Zoom products. I use their um, H6, I believe, all the time. All, like literally all the time. Um, but I remember when they talked about the um, sort of this style product mm. that it didn't, it was slightly underwhelming overall to me. It recorded to the device on a on an SD card. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You had to put an SD card in it, if I remember correctly. And again, forgive me if I get this and I'm trying I'm I am actually trying to remember back a year. Um but it should be about that. I'm pretty sure it was on the SD card. But that was really the only big difference. And I recall when this got announced that I thought, oh God. That's actually exactly what I wanted. What, I mean, the interesting thing is, you know, of course, last year... And when I say this, I mean the, the road. Last year when we went to the, uh, the photography show, you know, if you, you know, we'll, we'll put the link up here um, so you can, you, can, you can see it. But we were walking around with, you know, a field recorder and a microphone and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was the H6 and yeah. 258, SM58, Sure 58. Yeah. And so, you know, with this, our life's going to be made so much easier. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this year. So, you know, um, the, the photography show, of course, is coming up in a couple of months. Um, in this is all assuming that we like the sound of what's coming out right now. Well, <laughs> that's it. That's it. But um, yeah, so, uh, you know, in... Uh, and I in, genuinely have not heard what we're about to do. Just, I want to be very, very clear on yeah. that. Well, what we're going to produce is completely off the cuff. I heard it and it sounded good to me, what can I say? <laughs> but we'll come back to that next week. Are you week. not half deaf? <laughs> well, no, and you know. Um, hey, I'm also thirsty. Ooh. We're out of drink. Oh, top up. Should we have a quick pause to get a top up? Oh, here's the pause for the top up. Refill. <laughs> Free refills. <laughs> well, I love this place. <laughs> but no food. That sucks. Dang. Yes, indeed. Anyhow, right. so um, what else has been happening then? What's going on here? Showing off the guns. Oh, yeah. Sun's out, guns out, as I say. <laughs> Trust me, no sun. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Uh, what has what else has been going on? Um, for me, I've been that quiet because I've been focusing on the other teaching related stuff for the last yeah. week or so. I don't have a lot to tell you. That's bad, isn't it? Man, I've been I've been hammering out headshots like this. No tomorrow. It's been it's been crazy. What was sledgehammer? Pretty much, pretty much. Okay. Um, but you know, it's one of these situations where is anything. Oh, sorry. So many situations where um, you do a retouch of a headshot, you know, mm -hmm. and then the client gets back to you and they go, um, I want you to do this, that, and the other. And you kind of, by, you know, reading through the notes, you kind of realize that really what they want you to do is like to, to, to really go way overboard All right. and make them look like, 20 years younger than they actually are. And you sort of think, okay, um, all right then. I mean, I guess you're paying me for it, so. You see yeah. my saggy, <laughs> can you get rid of that? Man. Is that the case? Well, pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking about, wow. You know, like sharp I didn't realize you were a magician. <laughs> Apparently I am. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of these things, I think, where you just go, mm, okay, well, I guess there's a client paying for it, so, you know. But. Well, that, yes, absolutely. And they should get what they're going to get. But at the same time, still your work that's going to be out there. No, it's true. But the, the final images still look great. I mean, they, they do look good. Um, it's, it's okay. Probably if you see them, oh, if you saw the images, you probably wouldn't know how much older the Subject okay. Well, well, then, then in that respect, that's probably from your perspective. That's yeah. probably fine. It's just like I think you know when you when you know, you know. I mean, if you know when you know that these are totally overcooked in, in many ways, then mm. then of course you know it just I don't know, and you know it brings up a lot of questions in terms of like self-image and all, that, all the rest of it. Um, sure. But you know, it's this sort of I, I don't know. It's just this this thing between. You know, you want to please the client, obviously, but at the same time, you kind of go, well, I think they're pushing it a little bit too far. And I think, yeah. you know, the question there is always like, how 
do I advise them? Like, for instance, I had another client um, not too long ago, um, you know, uh, which uh, a child actor basically, and one of the things was that his uh, one of his teeth, one of his front teeth, was coming through, but it wasn't quite there yet, and so there was a bit of a kind of a you know wonky tooth mm-hmm. gap situation, and uh, yeah, you normal. Can f- what? Yeah, I mean, it, nine years old or nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you oh, can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nine <laughs> okay. years old. Exactly. So you can fix that in Photoshop. Of course, you can. No problem. But then the question is, should you? Um, because you know, because should you? I would probably argue with that that you could. It's like a and, moral dilemma. And, I, and, <laughs> and the reason I say you could is that that's. Okay, that right at that second, that's how he looks. But in two months, three months time, maybe, that's not how he's gonna look. And yes, you don't you can't predict what that tooth is gonna look like. Yeah. But you can be the surgeon. Yeah, I I I'd say there's an argument that you could quite yeah. comfortably change that. Unless you want a client to come back in six months' time to have more headshots done. That's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> only those of you on video can see what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but of course, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> really. no. So I think, you know, it's, it's, one, it's one of these things. Um, I think it, it happens, of course, you know, if you're a portrait photographer or you're a headshot photographer, whatever, you know, you do come across these situations once in a while where, you know, the client requests you to do something that, goes beyond what you would ordinarily yeah. think is it's a tricky one. You know. Um and of course the question is, okay, well, you know, are you gonna go for the happy client? Mm-hmm. You know, and of course the reality is, you know, that shot doesn't have to show up on your portfolio. I mean yet, you, you know, you don't have to add it to your portfolio if you don't want to, you know. Absolutely. I mean, but your name will still be attached to it, potentially. Well, potentially obviously yeah. it will be. Uh, mm-hmm. but whether that's relevant at any point is anyone's guess. Yeah. I guess ultimately, if you're still happy, you're still happy with that image. If you're ending up putting something out, you know, irrespective of the moral side of it for a second, if you're still happy with the image and, and it's what the client wants, yeah. it pro- it's probably something you need to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things. I mean, I think, agree? well, yeah, it's, you know, it's not too dissimilar from the old auto-tune yeah. argument. I mean, yeah, what, music, what's the alternative, right? Is you turn around and go, you either convince them, and, and that's a conversation that should happen, right? Convince them that this, this is too far, and we need to take take this back 25%, 50%, whatever that number is, right? Or you lose that kind of, I don't want the image. So then. I think, you know, ultimately it boils down to the purpose, you know, with this particular client, this was a, a business, like a corporate headshot type of client. Okay. Um, you know, as opposed to an acting headshot client. The thing about acting headshots is, it's actually, it's relatively simple. You know, somebody needs to look the way they look because if the casting director looks at, you know, the casting agent looks at a headshot and then somebody walks through the door and they look completely different, then that's not going to do them any favors. You know, so there's only really so far you can push that. Of course, you take out blemishes and all the rest of it, but you don't really make them look, you know, 20 years younger. 
mean, it's, that would make no sense if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, with a corporate headshot, it's somewhat different. You know, they don't. Ne- you know, corporate clients don't necessarily need to. You know, yeah, the, the, those photos are, are, are effectively irrelevant. Yeah, it's just how someone wants to portray themselves to what exactly? colleagues and prospective you know, companies who might hire them, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, or they just portray themselves um, in the way that they want to portray themselves in, in the sense that you know it needs to reflect their standing within the company or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, it's not nobody's going to look at at that and they're going to go, well, you know. Because you don't look exactly like you do in the in the photograph, we're not going to give you the role or the yeah. part or something like that. You know, so it's it's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Act, act, acting related stuff is off, is obviously totally different. Mm. But when you're a you're you're a child actor, I do. F- I think there is a difference when you know that within three months, just as just as an example, mm. that that is not going to be an issue anymore. You almost consider it. I yeah. would almost consider it a blemish. The thing, you know? thing about, I mean, yeah, the thing about child actors. I know. I appreciate it's a fine line. Yeah, but the thing about child actors is, of course, you know, they're going to change so much anyway. Right. That, you know, the, the, the basic. Better buy a lot more headshots then. Well, I mean, the, the basic rule, generally speaking, is you know, generally, is I think you should sort of update your your headshot portfolio at least once a year. You know, um, yeah. as an actor. But as a child actor, it's probably more often than that, you know, because you change, you know, kids just change very rapidly. Like six months from now, you know, your child's going to look completely different, especially when they're at that oh, age. Here's a question for you then. Um, if you're doing headshot for, let's say you're doing my, I'm an actor and I'm doing, you're, you're doing my headshot, right? I'm, I'm not going to change. I look how I look and that's, that's that. I'm getting old and that's that uh but you you've then got uh, and you charge me 50 quid just for arguing it's not that obviously what <laughs> but just say you charge me 50 quid right i'm i'm, I'm 50 quid <laughs> that's right <laughs> but then you've got a child actor yeah who you need to do a lot more editing on because you've agreed that you would edit that tooth you would you know whatever Mm. Whatever little thing that is, you know, is going to be gone in three months' time. Do you charge them more? No. So, so what? You know, I deliver retouched images. So, when somebody buys an image, it, it basically that's the, what they're really paying for is the fee for the retouching. So, I retouch all the images that, that leave my, mm-hmm. you know, my shop, if you want. Um, and so, you know, I retouch whatever needs retouching on them. Um, and sometimes that's more work intensive than other times, but you know, broadly speaking, you know, it sort of evens itself out. You know, so I mean, the thing about child actresses or very young actresses is that you don't really have to do that much um, skin retouching because no, the skin's usually, right, of course, yeah. you're usually quite good. I mean, you know, something when they reach teenage, uh, well, when they kind of get yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, when it's but, but the then there's no. Well, that you, this is opening a whole world of yeah. issues potentially. But when you when you reach teenage actors, who it's one thing if you've got one or two spots knocking about, sure. right? That's one thing you just get rid of them, no problem, because you know they're going to be gone. But there are obviously some teenagers who have a chronic issue with that, 
and acne. Yeah, hmm. and that's not going to be gone in, in the next few months. That's staying around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, so, what's your so, view, and what would you do in that? Okay, my basic rule is, is really, is that anything that's going to be gone in a couple of weeks' time, like a pimple or anything like that, that's just going to go. We're retouching that. Anything as a permanent feature, like a, literally a permanent feature, like a mole, for example, right? Um, I'm going to keep that in. That doesn't yep. mean to say that I might not make it less prominent. Okay. So, so th th but, that's that's a great, 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 great kind of way of thinking about it. Is that okay? So it's a, a little spot that you know it's going to be gone in a couple of weeks, whatever. Yeah. But if you've got someone who's got bad acne. Yeah, you know these teenage actors that probably quite regularly have this is that's going to be there in a year's time. Yeah, you know, they'll be different, it'll sure. change, but it's still going to be there. Do you get rid of that, or do you just subtly reduce the effect of it? If you like the redness, the oh yeah, whatever whatever it might be that's yeah. the issue in that particular the dryness what whatever it is so i had a client only recently um who suffers from a skin condition um, that sort of leads to a lot of reddening especially the sort of lower half of the face mm -hmm. right so on the cheeks and um the chin and you know the sort of upper part of the neck underneath the chin and stuff like that um and of course, you know, with these kind of skin conditions, just like acne, you know, what's very prominent is is a reddening um, of mm. the uh, of 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 the skin, and then you've got some scabbing. You know, for instance, the thing about scabs, for example, the scabs are going to be gone in two weeks. So that means what that means for me is it's going to go oh, gone, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the reddening, of course, you know, you're going to take that out completely because the thing is ultimately, um, it's first of all you want to you want to make some somebody look like you know they are in a you just you know, make something look like they look like in their best light. You know, that's one thing. Yeah. And um, you know, and you gotta stay it's, it's a fine line between staying realistic and making somebody look like they look on their best day. Mm -hmm. You know. Absolutely. And, and so um you know th that's for, basically for, for example, you constantly look German Canadian. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> so So if I see you in a shop, there's nothing I, I can't do anything about that. It's gonna need to, needs to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are, um, you know, there are things that you don't think about twice. Um, you know, when you retouch them, like for instance, you know, if you if you're photographing a guy and they've shaved, but you've got a little bit of stubble or something, you take that stubble out. Absolutely no problem. I mean, that's just what you would do because it just looks so much better, right? Yeah. Um, if somebody has a pimple, you get rid of it. No worries, because you know that's going to be gone in a couple of weeks anyway. So, no big deal. Somebody's got a scar or mole or something like that. That's a defining feature. So you're going to keep that in um, because, well, because it is a defining feature. Mm -hmm. But um, because you're shooting that, or I'm shooting that under artificial light, I'm really blasting that feature with light. I'm creating a lot of contrast. You know, there's there's some shadowing or whatever. It's so really, that's interesting though. So so what's actually happening is, you know, this 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 uh, feature, it may be a, a scar or, or, or a ward or something like that, it'd be more prominent. 
because it's casting a stronger shadow because there's more contrast there. So, um, so what I would do is I would take that down so it looks a little bit more natural. Like, you know, if somebody has a scar, for example, and you see them under normal lighting conditions outside or, you know, whatever, usually, you know, what happens is these, um, you know, especially if it's a small scar, it won't necessarily be that prominent. So right. I'm just going to take the it. prominence back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's two things that happen. One it's, is it's going to make the image look more realistic, right? More like the way somebody would look like under natural lighting conditions. And the other thing, of course, is it's a confidence booster for the subject. Mm -hmm. And that's psychologically, I think that's really yeah. important. You know, it's, a, it's like... You know, when you see a photograph of yourself that you look really good in, it really boosts your confidence. Unlike it really those, does. yeah, unlike those photographs that you see. Of, you and know, if it, if it doesn't, if you say it doesn't, you you're lying. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does. You know, we've all had these. You, are. you know, we've all seen those photographs where you know you get yourself. Imagine you get yourself ready for a good night out, right? You get all suited up, suited and booted, and you think like you look at yourself in the mirror and you kind of go. And yeah. like me, you go, you still look like. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> no, you know, this, this this sort of situation where you look at yourself and you kind of go, yeah, I look good, man. Yeah, awesome, right? You go out, somebody takes a snapshot and, you know, sends that to you on your phone or whatever the next day and you look at it and you go, what wow, the, what hell, the hell, what hell is the that? You know, and I mean, that's, you know, when I send images back to the client, that's the last thing I want. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, like, to look at that image and go, oh, wow. I didn't know I could look that good. And that's the, you know, that's the sort of response I get a lot Absolutely. from clients. And that's, you know, that's really good because what that means is not only are they going to be happy with the image of themselves, but also they're going to be more likely to obviously use that image, you know, um, in the way that it's intended. So for instance, on their, I don't know, their LinkedIn profile or on their company website or whatever it may be, you know. Um, and from an actor's point of view, Another plane. For, you know, from an actor's point of view, you know, you're more likely to use that image, um, you know, to get auditions or whatever. And I, you know, I always I love that feedback that I get when somebody you know comes back to me and goes like, oh, you know, I just want to let you know, I you know I got this role or I got this part, you know, and it's that's nice. you know, and you and your head just really helped in, uh, in that's getting, really nice getting that, and that's you know that's really cool. You know, that's, that's super mm. awesome. So, you know, it basically means, you know, for me, it means mission accomplished because yeah. that's, that's why we're doing this in the first place. It's so rare to get that kind of feedback from mm. yeah, a client for something. That's, that's very true. But it also, it, it also really depends on um, the kind of relationship that yeah, you maintain does. with your clients. I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Couldn't agree more. And, and that's the difference, actually, between um, acting clients and... Um, and corporate clients, you know, corporate clients, for corporate clients, very often your headshots are a commodity. They need to have them um, because they have to have them for some reason or whatever, to, you know, for their website or whatever. And, you know, have them done and it's, that's it. Acting clients are a little bit more, they're different because, for, I mean, I think partially it's because they're creative people. Mm -hmm. And you know, no matter whether you're an actor or a musician or an artist or of any kind, um, you're maybe a little bit more sensitive to these sort of things. You know, and to work with a photographer that creates images of you that that you really like, 
it's like a it's a different sort of relationship. Yeah. You actually you build up a relationship. Yeah. With that, you know, a corporate headshots. It's very often it's a commodity thing. You know, are you available on Thursday to do it? Yes. Okay. Um, can you do that time? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. That works fine. You know, it's within the budget, and it's done. They're, they're completely different considerations. You know, compared to acting clients, for example. You know, with acting clients, it's more of a it's really it's much more important to build up a relationship and you know and so yeah it's i don't know it's just different yeah yeah i mean you could argue from from a, a photographer's perspective that corporate headshots are relatively boring or can be can be or they can be unless you make them interesting but unless you make them interesting yeah um but, you know, an access headshots could be because they'll be probably more likely in a studio setting. Mm -hmm. in, mm. You know, the mm. volume of those versus um, a corporate one. Okay. Um, and that's, that can definitely be more interesting. So the thing is, with a corporate headshot, um, you know... You Often can, going to offices? Well, okay, so I distinguish between corporate headshots and, um, and business portraits. So... A business mm -hmm. portrait for me, and this is just in my head, this is how I sort of separate those. You know, a business portrait is, you know, I go to a client's office, I take an image of them in their natural environment, basically in their office or their, you know, boardroom or whatever it may be. Um, and it gives you an idea well, of... Well, they're like this. Is, is, is this a standard one? Well, on the phone. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe not a situational <laughs> uh, portrait, but, <laughs> but, you know... So, and, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's, that's, that's what I call a, a business portrait. A headshot, however, you know, to me, it's, still in the studio. it's a controlled environment in a studio. So I know there are lots of headshot photographers um, that, you know, shoot on location outside mm -hmm. somewhere, you know, in front of a brick wall or in a park or wherever it may be, you know, um, because of course it's, an, you know, it's easier if you don't have, if you live in a city and you don't have your own studio or you don't have a space that you can shoot in, yes, you can still shoot headshots, absolutely. But for me, um, it's important that I control the environment. You know, I control, I control the lighting, I control the background, I control everything else that, that goes into it. Um, because that's how, personally, that's how I create, you know, a look, basically. And, and that's a lot more difficult when you're outside because you're, you know, you're depending on the sun and the weather and, you know, and your location and all the rest mm -hmm. of it. So there's cool. so many different factors that you really can control um, that for me, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Also, I mean, the other thing is, if you're doing on location headshots, you got to travel, you know, you got to go to places, like you got to get yourself Gosh, to some park or some place or whatever. And that's... I mean, to me, that's just a lot of hassle. I'd rather have my own little setup and I have clients come to me and then I control everything. I control yeah. the environment. And you that's, know what you know, the result's going to be. Yeah, right? you, you know what the result's going to be, exactly. And so, yeah. you know, but that's just how I work. And I know lots of people work differently and that's fine. Um, that's totally cool because, you know, yeah, I mean, it's all about variety. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it makes sense for a lot of people to have a variety of headshots. Maybe have some, 
you know, on location once and have some studio one. That's uh, all cool, you know, whatever. But for what I do is I prefer to work in a in a controlled environment, mm. basically. You know, and that's just, I don't know, it's more fun for me. It's more satisfying. Um, also, because we've spoken about this many times before, it gives me an opportunity to actually um, make this session as you know, mutually beneficial as possible. Mm -hmm. So you get lots of variety for the client. Um, you know, it 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 it's more <coughs> lucrative for me. You know, it all in everybody comes out as a winner. And that's just the way I like to do it basically. Mm -hmm. But again, it's just my personal preference. Um, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to to shoot in your own place, maybe you live in a small apartment or, you know, um, and you just can't shoot at home, then shooting headshots on location is absolutely a viable alternative. You know what? It's, this is something worth probably mentioning, is that I I feel like there are potentially a lot of people out there who won't shoot at their place because they feel like, oh, I'm shooting at my home, I don't feel professional. Get rid of that out of your head immediately if you feel like that, because that's just crap. That's not the case at all. If you've got the space and you can set up what you need to set up to create the image that you know you want to create, that's all that matters. In fact, there's not a very good argument to say that those people coming to someone's home are actually far more comfortable than going to an anonymous high street address that's got a studio in it. Yes, yeah, right? so, uh, you know. So the thing is, you got to remember that people pay for an experience, right? More than they pay for a finished photo. You know. Mm. So the the experience of having headshots done is the value that you put onto this project, mm -hmm. if you want to call it, if you want to call it that, you know, so it's, you know, that's the difference between walking into a, you know, photo shop and having your passport photo done in three minutes flat, including payment, you or, know, or, or into other high street yeah, some photography kind of, places, yeah, some kind of high street place, That's whatever, some, mm. you know, happy snaps or snappy snaps or whatever. Yep, they're called. yep there are others, you know, there are others. <laughs> but you know, so what happens typically is you walk in, you sit down, they take your passport photo, they print it out in three minutes flat, you pay, and you're out of there literally in three minutes. That's it. That's the experience you pay for, and you pay very little for it because it's not mm. a very you know, it's, it's the experience itself is very basic. When you take corporate headshots or, or acting headshots, then the client experience has a completely different experience, right? Um, you know, and this this is the thing that's that's important. So I, I think you know, no matter whether you live in a, in a small apartment or you have a house or you have you know, and like I don't know an outbuilding or something that you convert into a studio, whatever it is. The the thing that's really important is to remember that it's, you know, it's the client's experience that is ultimately what justifies however much you charge for it. So, you know, 
that starts with I always I mean you know it starts with little it's, it's lots of that little things. Of bacon sandwich. No, yeah. actually, no, actually, I'm very similar though. It starts with like I put. <laughs> you just said similar. Very similar. I you know I start with before the client shows up, like ten minutes or something before the client shows up. Tell me, it's just that you cook bacon, so the smell of bacon is in the. <laughs> but it's actually not. You're not too far off. You're not too far off. It's not bacon. But what happens is bacon and coffee. About ten minutes before the client shows up, or is due. I I put the coffee machine on. Ah, see, you know, and I make I make coffee. And so the thing is, you know, it's two things. First of all, see, I'm it's gonna, not weird, people. It's not you know, weird. So when a, when a client comes in, you know, we have a chat first of all, and you know, I offer them some coffee. Sometimes they take coffee, sometimes they don't. But you know, there's the smell of coffee. I in the air already. kick out the people who don't drink coffee. Well, if they don't drink coffee, I'll drink it. Around. Or a vegan. That's, also, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking, joking, joking. So you know, so. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty much fueled by coffee, so it doesn't really make a difference to me, you know. But, um, but you know, the offer is there. It smells kind of homely, you know. It's it's just it's you know it's just Absolutely. a comfortable environment yeah. for somebody to come in. So that's the first thing I want them to experience. They want to come in, you know. They want to feel, uh, you know, it's it's like a nice environment. It smells good. Anyway, then we have a little chat, you know. And this is all the, the chat part at the beginning. It's really designed to first of all, you know. To kind of uh, to get rid of 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 fears and um, preconceived ideas and all that kind of stuff, you know. <coughs> and it gives me an idea to study their face and get an idea as to what they look like and all the rest of it. But really, you know, we're just having a conversation. We're talking about all sorts of different things. You know, usually these conversations start with things that have nothing to do with photography whatsoever. But you also don't know what that um, that person how they are interacting with other people in general right you know absolutely uh, you know we 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 could you could put just random people right assume me we could not know each other sit down and we can probably just have a chat and conversation without mm. really thinking too much about it sure but that's actually not all that normal it's actually more normal mm. that you could put two people down here and they be slightly reserved and sure. not overly overly confident in yeah. talking to someone they have never met before and you need to help what well, you need to help it's your job yeah. to help that person be able to open up and feel as comfortable as yeah. comfortable as possible well, that's, with you that's exactly it. that's why you know it's my job to basically drag all this information out of them yeah you know i need to there's certain things I need to know, like, I want to know, you know, things like whether this, for I mean, simple things like wh whether this is their first headshot session or whether they've done this sort of thing before, you know. I want to know what it is that they do, you know, um, what kind of jobs do they have, you know, what, what sort of thing they do. All of these things are important because it'll inform what mm -hmm. I'll do with them in the session, you know, how I'm going to shoot them, how I'm going to light them, how I'm going to post them in particular, you know. Yeah. Um, it's very different. I mean, we've used these examples a lot, but it's very different, you know, um, when you when you shoot somebody who's like, uh, you know, a nurse or a doctor, for example, or some kind of healthcare professional, you know, compared to somebody who's maybe more of a like a solicitor, you know, or an attorney or you know that sort of thing. So these are like they're very different professions. They require somebody to 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 bring across different <clears throat> parts of their character. And you shoot them in a different way, you know. So if somebody needs to come across as like engaging and friendly and, and stuff like that, then you shoot them in one way, you light them in one way. Um, but if somebody comes needs to come across as being, you know, a decision maker, a leader, that kind of thing, you will 
you will make different choices when you photograph them. So it, all of that's super important. And all of that is, that's the kind of stuff I find out about them mm -hmm. in, you know, in the beginning. I also find out either about whether, you know, they're, uh, whether they're nervous, for example, whether they're comfortable, you know. Um, the, well, nerves is, nerves yeah. is massive, yeah. right? So, you know, nerves are massive, you know, things, <clears throat> you know, people have get different... You, you my tactic generally is to get people to laugh and yeah you want to you want to break the ice you know you want to create um you know a friendly environment you also want to find out what people's hang-ups are and that's really important mm, cool. like you know whether people some people like their nose some people don't some people have problems with the, you know issues with the hairline whatever it is you want to kind of get behind all of that as early as you can, so you you can make decisions when you're shooting them, and that's really tricky. And it's it, it, someone who's experienced having their photos taken, yeah. take an experienced actor. They'll they'll be able to tell you. They'll be able to tell you up front. I don't like this. I don't like that. I would like to be shot in this kind of way, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll... but some but often. Oh, more often, yeah. often, more often than not, is that they wouldn't have done a session like this before, or they've only done one or two. Mm. They're not particularly clear on what they like or yeah. dislike about themselves. That's if if you really think about it. If you had to say, right, okay, you know what, John, I really hate about myself. I don't like about myself. Is this, 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 and this. that? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how hard that is to do? That's really difficult for someone to do. So. Yeah. It's your job to bring that out of them and to understand yeah. that with perhaps even without them even telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you sure. Know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is the thing because where... You, that, that, yeah. would, that in in itself makes them feel uncomfortable. Well, this, this is the thing. I mean, you, you build up a rapport, you know, with, with your client. Um, and, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes, you know, that's, you know, that's really just a, it's a device to build rapport and, you know, to... Um, to build a connection and then you know during the shoot especially during the first part of the shoot i continue that building the connection part because remember the first you know the 80 to 100 shots or whatever they're really just burners as i as i call them you know i'm not really expecting any anything great to come out of that it's really just you know, a device to to get somebody to feel comfortable with the whole thing. You know, the camera in front of the face, the the, the studio lights all over the place. You know, the everything that's going on is so unnatural to them initially, especially with you know with corporate clients who may not necessarily have had yeah. their their headshots done before. Um, that um, you know, the, you just need that time for somebody to warm up and to get comfortable. And that's really once you've reached that point, you know, from then onwards, that's when you get to the good stuff. But, you know, you just need to invest that time. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that, that people make sometimes is to just not invest that time. Mm. And once you get to the realization that if you really want to create something that's, that's really good, that you have to invest the time, then the next thing, of course, you're going to think is like, well, how am I going to make that time pay for me? You know, because it's one thing saying, okay, I'm sending 20 minute headshot sessions, somebody comes in, boom, done, gone, awesome. You know, to like saying like, okay, I'm going to spend a lot more time with you. I'm going to create something that's a lot more 
you know, unique and blah, 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 and this and the other. Um, you, but you then have to price that so it makes sense to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's like yeah, yeah. so you're gonna have to look at the the way that you do things, and then you're gonna you're gonna you know put the whole thing together into a package that makes financial sense for you. And it, it's really easy to say that you know maybe you should do it this way or you should do it that way, but but the reality is different things work for different people, and just because the way that I do things works for me and it actually works really well for me that doesn't mean that the same system works for everybody mm. you know mm. um it may well be that you know maybe for you the the 20 minutes in and out thing works great for you that's right for where yeah. you are and the market that you're in and the location that you're in and the people that you work with if that works for you perfect great you know, <laughs> for carry on absolutely 100 go for it <laughs> go for it yeah but, you know, I've just realized that for me, the way I do things, um, you know, since I, you know, once I changed um, the way I, I did things, um, it's just worked out so much mm, better. You know? Absolutely. That's ultimately it. And, you know, and that's, that's cool until I come up with an even better way of doing things, you know, which, which I have hopefully will happen, which I haven't come up with yet, but you know, you don't know. And on that positive bombshell, mm. before I get eaten alive by all the <laughs> flies that are navigating towards this light, because it is now pitch black out it's here. Actually, it gone. dropped very quickly, didn't it? Well, that's literally gone. Yeah, I'm not willing to sit here and talk anymore because these flies are doing my head in. <laughs> so we are going to finish, whether he likes it or not. Is it pizza or kebab time? That's why. Well, we well. You guys are never going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that being said, we've come to the end of episode 114, was it? Yeah, right, if you like. Why not? If you are listening to the audio <laughs> version of this, just remember that you can, uh, you know, just simply head over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash camera shake, where you can see us in full Technicolor. Um, if you so desire, and once you're there, you know, just remember to hit the like and subscribe button, you know, follow us. Um, on in any which way you can um, just remember that we have a brand new facebook group as well so if you search for camera shake podcast group on um on the facebook then join us there because that's where we're going to have sort of i don't know weekly commentary i would say we call it the facebook <laughs> the facebook yeah so get in touch with us um it'd be super awesome to know where you are when you listen to this as always you know get in touch let us know where you are what you're doing um was to listen to the show. Anyway, that's it. We'll be back next Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.